Hey, hey, everyone. It's Katie McGregor-Bennett, your host of AV Trade Talk. I have a very special show today with Mike Blackman, the Executive Director of ISE, Integrated Systems Europe, the massive pro-AV trade show that's about to take place in Amsterdam just a couple of weeks from the time of this recording. By the time you hear this, it's going to be just a matter of days. OMG, it's that time of year again. As I've said before, it's the most wonderful time of the year. I love this show, and I especially always enjoy my time with you, Mike, catching up on the show in advance and uh, get a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look at what's going Going on and then a couple other tips and tricks. So we'll dive into that here. But uh, without further ado, sir, thank you so much for joining me today. Much appreciated. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for the invitation, as usual. You know, I always enjoy uh, the calls and uh, the interviews with you. Ah, thank you. Thank you so much. It looks as though you actually are uh, on in your home base. Is is that true? Because you travel quite a bit. But it looks like you're uh, at home. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, so today, this week, actually, the two weeks before ISC, I'm always in Munich um, because we have a lot to do. Um, but I do get a couple of days before uh, is a big. Ex, um, not exhibition conference for the key people in the exhibition industry. It's called this the, the um, CEO. Um, uh, what do they call it? CEO summit. Well, CEO summit. That's it. Mm-hmm. The CEO yeah. summit, and it's for um, people in the exhibition industry. Yeah. And this year, it's going to be in Rome. Oh, cool! So I'm there for a couple of days, and I go straight to Amsterdam from there, <laughs> uh, and uh, we uh, ensconced uh, at the Ryan uh, Hotel nearby for about ten days. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's amazing how much uh, physical space this show takes, not just at the Rye, mind you, but at, at the adjacent or the uh, not adjacent nearby facilities of which the hotel, the Acura is one. And there's a lot of programming that takes place over there. And I definitely want to have you talk a little bit through that. I'm not I'm not sure that everybody is particularly first time attendees may not know that there's this whole other thing that takes place. We, in town. We, yeah, we have a lot going on at the Acura this year and uh, we've moved quite a, quite a few of the conferences there. Yeah, and um, uh, we've added a few um, new events uh, in place, and I can tell you a little bit about that later on. Cool. Um, looking really exciting. It's a seven-minute walk uh, from the Rye, uh, so it's really easy to get to. But we're also we've also got a shuttle going, oh, so okay. in case it rains, you know, you won't get so wet. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it might be a little rainy over there. I've been watching watching the weather. You know, it's it's funny. I, I lived in Seattle for a number of years, and we started going over to ISE just after we left Seattle. And we were surprised at how similar the weather is. And over the last seven eight years, I've been watching, and it. it really is pretty similar. So for listeners out there, if you if you live in the Pacific Northwest and you're going to ISE, you kind of expect it to be pretty similar. But it's going to be a little colder. So uh, bundle up. Players are good. Um, so seven minute walk, Mike. Where um, and that shuttle. So where does that it, does that take off over by? Um, what is that, the rack room or the roast room that's... Um... Uh, no, the shuttle will actually be going from uh, the F entrance. Okay. I lose track of the entrances. Yeah. But the, where the entrance, the Hall 15 and Hall 11 is. Okay, great. Uh, and um, you, it'll be signposted. But, you know, if you want to find it, just ask anybody information-wise and they'll let you know. Okay, perfect, perfect. And that's for any of the programming offsite at the Acura, as we were just starting to talk about. We'll dive into a little bit more detail on that as we get into the into the show. But I just checked the weather, actually, and it's not going to be so rainy. It's actually going to be dry. Good. And um, we will have... Um, what was that? I'm looking at the temperatures, not the dates. But it's a little bit of rain. Oh. Uh, it's certainly warmer than we've had in a couple of years in the past. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's funny. We have, I was looking back at photos and we've got uh, pictures of John and I during booth setup in some of the bigger booths that have home theaters or doing big commercial um, video displays with the giant projectors. And we've got photos of us warming our hands <laughs> over over the vents on the back of the projectors, which is one, a you know, tribute to how big and powerful they are, but also how wonderful they are in a pinch. So, yeah. <laughs> it's me when you're cold. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of any port in a storm. It's similar to that. But <laughs> uh, well, okay, so let's talk a little bit about 2020 of. Event. It is the last year that we're in Amsterdam, and that is, um, it's a joyous event, but also it's a little bittersweet. And uh, I know, I know, I'm gonna, I'm really gonna enjoy being there this year. But as as we start to see the show wind down, and uh, I know, I I know, I'm gonna be a little bummed because I've really come to love Amsterdam, and we've made some great friends there in the city. And um, it's it's gonna be a, a little hard to say goodbye to them. I'm hoping we'll go back yeah. on vacation, though. Um, honestly, we've only been at this I, time of year, and I, it's an amazing city even in February. But I can only imagine when the flowers are out. This is. Go there in May or June. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's yeah. not too crowded then. Uh, it is a great city. Um, it is going to be sad because, you know, it has contributed to our success. Yeah. We've had a lot of help from uh, the people at the ride. They've been part of our team in helping us make ISE successful. And uh, we're going to miss them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's one of those um, crying with one eye and smiling on the other side. Because, <laughs> um it's just something we needed to do. Uh, it was a very, very hard decision to make, but we realized that the show was progressing and we needed to actually make this move. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's, um, it's, it is a little, it, it's endearing to, um, to go from hall to hall, to hall, to hall, to hall, to hall, to hall. I think there's 15 of those. I'm not going to repeat that 15 times, but you know, it, it is funny. It's very unique to the, sh- to the show, but you do realize that um, when you need to maximize your time at the event, it can be kind of difficult with it laid out that way. So, you know, definitely understand, um, you know, just from a layout perspective, but also from a foot flow, you've told me in the past that something of the Rye had a capacity of about 40,000 people a day, if I recall. And I know we were definitely yeah, pushing we, that. We've we, we <laughs> actually gone over that. Uh, yeah, we, and you notice it on some days uh, when, um, when it's... Uh, um, like those first two days. It feels yeah. like there's at least 40,000 people there right at opening. <laughs> and um, uh, we, we have on uh, day one and two, we have the biggest crowds. Yeah. And it's certainly uh, something where uh, you really uh, see that uh, we're pushing the boundaries of the building. Yeah. So, you know, we need not, more, not only more space for our uh, exhibitors, but also for our attendees as well. Right. Um, you know, we try to persuade people to come more on the quiet days, but everyone wants to be there at the beginning. Because um, <laughs> we might miss something. <laughs> it's quite funny. We have over 20,000 people on the last day, and yeah. everyone actually says, oh, it's quiet. <laughs> you know, back in 2011, our total attendance wasn't even 20,000. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that just nine years ago and what a dramatic yeah. expansion yeah yeah oh my gosh that's crazy i hadn't realized that it was that it was that significant in that short of a time so yeah so, wow congratulations on on that to you thank and you. the team well well done bravo bravo <laughs> so what are we looking at for 2020 here attendance figures that kind of thing what are we well are we you know, at the moment we uh registrations are running about eight percent ahead of where they were at this time last year um you know we can't Ignore there are some factors at the moment that uh, might affect that. And, um, you know, we are aware of the, the issue with the coronavirus. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, we're watching the, 
websites of uh, the World, uh, World Health Organization and the CEDC for information. They haven't been updated in the last two days. Uh, so there's nothing new other than, than the numbers um, and just uh, some general hygiene precautions that you can take. So, you know, we anticipate there might be some people who decide not to come. And, um, you know, I think that's down to everyone's own prerogative on what decision they make. Um, certainly some of our Chinese uh, customers won't yeah. be allowed to come because of the lockdown in some of those cities. But um, we still anticipate a, a really uh, uh, good attendance from um, from, the, from North America, from Europe, from the Middle East, from Russia. Uh, it's looking very, very strong at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Certainly from North America, there's you know, the bulk of our of our listeners are here, and it's just even over the last three years, the number of of uh, people that are now considering the show and a must attend event and and traveling here from the U.S. and going over, you know, and I think that's a, tes- a testament definitely to the show and the structure of it, um, the organization for sure. But I think it also is that we're seeing that ISE is becoming more of the de facto launch point for technologies or products at the beginning of the year, whereas historically, at least here in the U.S., we saw a lot of that happening around the major trade shows. So commercial launches were in June around Infocom and September um, for for CDO on the residential side. And And now we're starting to see that back up a bit, which I love. Absolutely. You know, one of the things we looked at when we decided to move the show, we also looked at the dates and we questioned attendees and exhibitors. Um, You know, is is, uh, the February date ideal? And we were told categorically not to move the show any later <laughs> because this was really the kickoff for the year, yeah. the business year for many, many integrators, manufacturers, uh, distributors, um, you know, all levels of the business. And yeah. uh, delaying uh, when the show comes out, what actually, uh, you know, putting a, a month or two later might slow down the first quarter business. Yeah. Um, the other factor is that, you know, you mentioned earlier you were at CES and we know a lot of... Um, a lot of manufacturers uh, use both CS and ISE to uh, launch display products. Uh, Winter NAM happens just before mm-hmm. ISE, so in the same way, a lot of audio companies use this as a platform for North America and Europe uh, for product launches. So you've got a lot of shows that are happening at the beginning of the year to kick off the business, yep. and we are one of those. It makes a very, very good press opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you know, we did, we were talking a little bit about CES before we started recording, and um, you know, it's it's interesting when you when you mention CES in the industry, it can be a little bit of a polarizing topic, and it's either you know, oh my god, oh, CES, it's irrelevant, or CES, wow, it's you know, it's amazing, and it and it's. I, that changes from year to year, and I think a lot of that is just sort of driven by you know what uh, what's being picked up as as new and hot that's going to be shown at CES for the first time, or maybe you know show a little bit more development and establishment in that particular category. Um, but I love the fact that we have this kickoff on the consumer side very early in January, and then the trade picks it up here in the beginning of February. It gives us about a month space in between to start to understand how to apply what's being shown to consumers and and what's piquing their interest. And then how, from a trade perspective, we convert that into you know, applying those technologies or providing messaging about those products that's more meaningful to that to that consumer audience. And obviously, it's a little bit more of a residential conversation, but I challenge that too because, you know, most people in business, you know, you have a commercial presence if you're working in business. It's just you may not be working in commercial per se, but you're in a right. commercial building. So, you know, um, AI especially, and you know, I think that that's, that's one that we're seeing that's transcending sort of it, all, all, all market spaces and it's really, yeah. You know, yeah, no, we, we, we are... Um 
you know, we, we keep track of the trends as well. And we see quite a lot. We'll try not to copy other shows. We try to be original where we can. Yeah. Um, but obviously there are some trends which uh, look uh, across all industries uh, like AI. And, um, you know, we, we, we realize that we have to address these in, in uh, the content that we deliver. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys do. I mean, you exceptional job on the programming, the education, the it's a, there is uh, there is more than you can take in. Um, I, I think that one person could, ab- could, could physically absorb. There is more offered at ISE. Um, so it's really a matter of, you know, what, what, uh, you know, we were addressing so many, so many verticals yeah. that we have to find the subject matter. We realized that, um, that a lot of people, um, try to justify not just coming for a trade show, but actually getting knowledge. Uh, and we, you know, we are responsible for providing part of that to, together with the associations and other partners uh, yeah. to make sure that uh, the attendees get informed, educated, uh, and in a better position to understand what they're seeing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's pause quickly, um, and not pause, but let's go quickly over and just talk a little bit about where people can go to, to learn more about education and sign up. Um, primary website for the show is iseeurope.org, of course. There are professional development Can I correct there. you because uh, yep. some people make this mistake. It's ISEurope. Oh, uh, I, that's so many right. people put two E's in, but uh, it's iseeurope.org. Uh, and uh, you'll get all the information, registration um, links, all the information about the conferences. Uh, you can, and I advise you look at the website, get informed before you come, so you can actually structure your attendance. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really good point, and I think a lot of people do tend to. to approach a trade show organically and this is one of you you can certainly do it that way but you're going to miss a lot that way and if you really just spend some time on the website and establish a, a plan um, or at least the, the topics and the locations for those topics of the things that are most important to you or most compelling um, lots of stuff taking pre taking place pre-show on the 10th um, keynote is something I always really really enjoy and at the shows particularly um, always make time to, to go and see and of course the reception around it is a heck of a lot of fun too so um, walk us through a little bit of, of the keynote side of things, Mike, if you would. Uh, yeah. We've got Duncan Wardle. Duncan Wardle, and I think yeah. it's been quite exciting. Every time I've seen uh, people from Disney talking about how they're using AV, uh, it always gives, makes me really enthusiastic about the business we're in. And so I'm really looking forward to hearing Duncan's uh, uh, keynote. Um, there are many, many other presentations throughout the week um, and opportunities to find out about different subject matters. But as you know, we always kick off with uh, an interesting keynote and, and yeah, I'm looking forward to Duncan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you on the, anytime anyone from Disney is talking about how they use AV, it's, that's, that's an opportunity to lean in. And there's you know, so much creativity obviously being done in that space. But when you think about how we then receive that as, as an audience, it's just, it's just awesome. It's just awesome. So, yeah. All right. So let's see. We've got uh, keynote. We've got some of the education we've talked about. So I want to shift gears a little bit because uh, for those uh, listeners of ours, if you don't know Mike, um, one thing that uh, that I have grown very fond of is his culinary uh, expertise and uh, and food insights, uh, no matter where you are in the world. <laughs> if you want to know where to eat, that's really fabulous. Talk to Mike Black. So that's what we're going to do a little bit here um, quickly and partly because this is our last year in Amsterdam um, and I, there are a lot of people coming for the first time. Yay for you. Enjoy. Um, but there's also a lot of us that are going to be uh, kind of uh, kissing, kissing the town goodbye a little bit. So Mike, where should we, uh, where should we go to, to eat if we want to go have a fabulous meal? Um, whatever a couple of your faves. 
Well, you know, it depends on budget. And there, you know, the yeah. one good thing about Amsterdam is that it, it, it actually you can cover every budget from uh, you know getting um, you know street food right up to the Michelin star restaurants. Um, some of my favourites, a uh, great place that I go regularly um, is uh, at the uh, Albert Hotel uh, Izikaya. Um, it's a bit uh, avant-garde Japanese. Um, uh, they do a really, really good menu. Menu. It's not too expensive, and uh, it's served very well. If you're a fish fan, right next door to the rye is um, Fish in the Skelder. Uh, you have to have a reservation. It's not that big, but they really uh, serve a, a good menu there. Um, I think last year I recommended you try out... Um, now I've got a mental blank on meat. <laughs> <laughs> well, Izikaya was one of the ones that you had mentioned, but there there was another, um, and we were talking earlier about 212. 212. Yes. 212 I've been to a couple of times now. This is a really nice restaurant. You go in and they do set menus. It's um, The 212 stands for the street number. Uh, it's Amstel 212. Um, again, you have to have a reservation. Uh, they have a molecular kitchen there. It's open, so you can see them preparing everything, which actually makes it very, very interesting. And the, the um, dining is set out in such a way that you're facing the kitchen and can actually see them at work. Um, very interesting, great menus, fantastic wine uh, wine list there as well. Uh, if you really want to go out market, you've got the Duchess at, um, I think that's at the Waldorf. Uh, again, really, really nice. Um, I have been, uh, oh, I lose track of all the restaurants now as well. <laughs> it's so easy to do. <laughs> One of the places to look always, though, if I'm going to try something new, I go to the Connast uh, Guide, mm. and uh, you'll see some you know, very good listings and ratings of some of the uh, restaurants in the city. Um, one thing I really, really advise is that uh, um, you need to book during IFC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we fill the city up and all these restaurants are getting booked out. Uh, um, oh, I just spotted another one here, The Cars. The Cars is an old greenhouse um, in the middle of the city and that's really, really cool. I've heard uh, of, I've heard the, and, and as soon as you mentioned that it was the old greenhouse, I've heard of that before. Someone else has mentioned that to me as being fabulous as well. Yeah, so that's excellent. also good. Yep. Uh, okay. if, you're in, if you're in the uh, Cora, uh, they have a very good teppanyaki restaurant there. Mm -hmm. Um, as well as uh, Sazanka, that one's called. Um, again, um, you've got a book because uh, it, it, during ISE, yeah, uh, uh, even, even I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a good point to make. <laughs> no, but you know, it, it actually, over the last few years, it's something I've noticed quite a bit is that the restaurants are getting um, busier and busier and harder to get. The Dutch are wonderful at trying to accommodate and i we john and i have been stuffed into the corner of some fabulous restaurants just you know because we happen to stop in and you know it, we're kind of those oh do you have room um but it it is it does impact service and um obviously it's it's uh it, as a as a courtesy we should try to be planning ahead and, and making sure that the uh the restaurants can provide the best service to us that we're expecting from them so a little psa there guys and gals but definitely um do do your bookings how about getting around mike um it's definitely a walking city obviously lots of bikes personally i won't get on a bike over there but that's my own personal thing i just uh i actually have never <laughs> bike in amsterdam and i use it very often do you uh, <laughs> But during, during ISC, actually, during build-up, I have a little mini segue to get around the halls. Oh, perfect. Uh, there you uh, go. Um, but uh, it's, it's a really good biking city. 
But uh, getting between the Rye and the city centre, we now have the north-south line that we even had last year. Uh, it's seven minutes from the Rye to downtown. Uh, and, you know, if you want to get there quickly uh, and cheaply, this is the fastest way to do it from the Rye. And once you're downtown, the city's pretty compact. Yeah. Um, you've got some really, really good bars in the centre of the city. Um, if you're a whiskey fan, there's a very, very good whiskey bar, which is the name of which I can't remember, but you should Is it the it whiskey up. bar? Because <laughs> there is the whiskey bar. <laughs> the whiskey bar. I think that one's over by the museum district. Um, if that's is, the same yeah. one. Okay. And, yep, uh, yep. Um, I can recommend that. A very, very good selection. A nice place to finish the evening if it you can is. get in. <laughs> yeah, if you can get in. If you can get in. That's not a reservation. It's just if you can actually get in, like physically really squeeze, good, yeah. squeeze in. Tiny little place. It, But it is, it's awesome. I mean, it is like floor to ceiling, whiskey bottles. There's the staircase of death, of course, to get to the facilities and back, which if you just have to, you have to navigate these things. I think that's a bit of a way to tell how much alcohol you've had is if you can navigate <laughs> the stairs up and back and make it without falling, you're good. If, uh, if you stumble a bit, then you should call it a night. Um, that's just how I rate these things, but the staircases are just comical. Um, anyways, but the whiskey bar is awesome. And just like you said, it's such a cool place to, to wind the evening yes, down. Yeah. And it's also in one of those central places. So you are bound to see your people there. Um, it's, a, it's a great meeting place for, for the industry as well. Right around that area is one of my favorite Indian places, which is Mayur, M-A-Y-U-R. Mm-hmm. Fabulous place. They've grown quite a bit over the years. So it's been fun to kind of watch them go, um, kind of go much more upscale. You definitely need a reservation there. But that's just down the street. And uh, all sorts of fun stuff right around in that in that area, in that museum district. That's where we kind of hang. That's our, that's, that's our area. Um, but anyways, lot, I'm so excited. You'll find there's a lot of Indonesian restaurants. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, um, um, Blau uh, is one that serves Indonesian mm-hmm. uh, on Blau. Um, there's certainly a quite, there's, there's a lot of uh, really good ones in town there. I've been to many. Yeah. Uh, I've been to so many, I can't remember half the names anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing a, a having a chat with um, Adam Forzati of uh, Commercial Integrator. We were talking a little bit of food. Alicia Henley was on that on that show. I know you know Alicia as well. And Adam was talking about the <laughs> Indonesian. For the first time, she's really yes, she is. She is. She is. So yeah, so it'll be fun to uh, be fun to chat with her afterwards. She and Nathan Holmes, also from Access Networks, are going. Um, so do a bit of a chat with the two of them afterwards and sort of the um, feedback from a, a first time exhibitor. That one I think will be fun for you to listen to since you know you know pretty well yeah um but adam was talking about an indonesian restaurant i don't have the name handy but it is right around the corner from the rye within walking distance i think it might be across the street kind of over at the grocery store and the gym yeah um, there is one there i haven't been to that one so i can't give any any uh, comments on it but uh, um it's uh, certainly uh uh always full yeah yeah. So, and that's the thing, you know, guys, for guys and gals for, for attending is there's, there's lots of opportunities for food during the day while you're attending ISE. If you want to leave the rye, there's certainly, as, as Mike mentioned, there's a few places, the fish restaurant. I have, uh, you're the second person that mentioned that in the last week, Mike, I was talking with Chris Pyle from CDL last week and she's like, Oh okay. my God, it's amazing. Um, but she had warned that you definitely need to get a reservation there. So lunch, you know, lunchtime, especially you're not the only one there that's going to be hungry and the city also is, is out about too. So if you're looking to get out of the ride during the middle of the day, um, do your bookings, uh, you get your reservations going there as well. Now, don't necessarily feel the need to run away from the ride to go get your lunch because it is one of the few convention centers. Um, the only one in my personal experience that has fabulous food at a great price. Um, you'll see them bringing in the fresh goods in the morning. They hand make 
quite a bit. You'll see them forming hamburger patties. Um, you know, it's it's not the Cisco truck rolling up in the back that we're used to here that you'll spend half a paycheck just to have a, a, a semi-palatable meal. This is There's actually really great food at the Rye. Um, I tend to live off the smoothies. That's, that's my thing. I go in in the morning and I get one for breakfast. I get one around 11 and probably another one around 2. I just don't stop moving. And when I do, I tend to, I, I just physically slow down. So that's, that's my jam. That's what I do, but they're, they're amazing. And the food there is really good. And there's typically, you can actually get a seat, um, you know, obviously shared spaces, that sort of thing. So, you know, be, we, be open we, to sharing spaces. It's fun. Yeah, we actually have, um, um, you look on the digital signage system, it will tell you what the capacity and weight is on the restaurants as well. So you don't yeah. go walking all over to one. Oh, that is cool. Um, uh, um, you know, you've got to wait ages for a, for a seat. Cool. Um, there are one or two where you can reserve. Uh, the first floor restaurant, you can reserve a seat. And um, if you want to have lunch at the, at the heavy period, I recommend a reservation yeah. there. Um, we, what we've done in the concept of the catering at the Rye is to give it one or two restaurants where uh, the, the, it's more um, you know, dining and uh, you can sit down and have a business meeting. But because the majority of people who go to, it, to shows want to get to, you know, in and out quite, quite quickly, we have a lot of imbuses and um, facilities where you can just grab something and yeah. move on or just sit down and eat quickly, um, well, the fast food concept, but enough where you can actually sit down as well. And if you get outside along the street, there's quite a few opportunities there as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, I commend you guys on on, on what you're able to do there and, and how well food is served and facilitated. It's it's unlike any show. I was out at the International Builder Show and the Kitchen and Bath Industry Show in Vegas last week. And, you know, once again, it's, you know, you've got concessions and zero seats, zero seats. So you've got, you know, business executives sitting on the floor eating a nasty piece of pizza, yeah. you know, and it's just like, this is just, <laughs> we, we should be able to do so much better than this. <laughs> it is one of the issues we still do have because of capacity. And what you've got is, um, I, I, I love this phrase, David Buskus brought it by, you don't build the church just for Easter. Um, <laughs> uh, right. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of the things they're trying to actually, you know, make enough restaurant space. We create a lot of uh, temporary uh, eating facilities at the Rye during the show as well. But, um, you know, what they've got is pressure between 12 and 2. Yeah. Uh, where the majority of people want to eat. So if you spread that out, you know, if you're more Northern European and want to eat early, that's quite good. If you're Southern European and want to eat late, then go at 3 o'clock. And, uh, <laughs> so, you know, we try to spread it out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, again, uh, compliments, kudos. It's um, it, it's always handled really, really well, and it's and it's funny to be spending so much time talking about the food at the convention center, but it's really worth talking about. <laughs> um, but it's also good, you know, just as from a planning perspective, it's good to know um, sort of how to deal, <laughs> how to deal, and how to how to navigate that part of the day. Um, and you know, it's and considering we're thirteen days, I'm looking at the website. We're thirteen days, sixteen hours, thirty minutes, and twenty four seconds away from the show. <laughs> so it's good to get that planning done now. <laughs> So, oh, well, Mike, thank you so much for sharing some of your, your favorite spots and, uh, and, and some of the, the, the aspects of ISE that you're most looking forward to as, as we start to, to see the, uh, the end of ISE at Amsterdam. Um, is there any one particular, let's see, any one particular historical event um, during ISE's time in Amsterdam or um, a particular, uh, you know, an event or an experience that you had that just sort of epitomizes um, the show for you? Put you on the spot. Yeah, I mean, ISC is always changing and getting better every year. Uh, what I love is that 
you know, I've got a team who really works. Every, every year we sit down and say, how do we make this better? How do we make it more exciting? And every year, ISC is more exciting. It's bigger, it's better, there's more happening. There have been some nice things happening always. Um, I think one thing I can always re recommend, actually, I'll show it to you. Yes. Everyone else can see it here. Did you, did you ever see that? No. What is that? That is a mayoral chain. So the Rye made a copy of the, the chain of the regalia that the, wear, that the mayor of Amsterdam wears. And um, as part of a marketing campaign, they made me mayor of the facility for <laughs> the duration of the time we were at the show. How cool is that? And, uh, so they gave me this chain to wear. As, uh, <laughs> and it was uh, quite a nice little gesture. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how cool is that? How <laughs> that is. See, and I just, I, I, I just, I, I love the Dutch culture. Um, and there's just, certain, there's a warmth to it um, that I think sort of transcends business in, in a way. And that's, to me, is a great example. I took a screenshot as you were holding it up, by the way. So, <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully the photo came out, but uh, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll share that on, on, on socials. I mean, but there've been many things, you know, we, we've, um, I can say that I've gained a lot of friends, um, you know, at the facility in the city, um, and uh, I hope these uh, contacts and friendships will uh, uh, sustain themselves. And uh, um, we will still maintain our office there, so I have reasons to keep going to the city. Good. And um, we are opening a new office in Barcelona as well. And, you know, obviously the team and everyone is looking forward to the move uh, where we have much more opportunity to do a lot of things that we always said, oh, we wish we could do this, we wish we could do that if we had more space. Yeah. So that's the opportunities we're having there. We're having a closing event on Friday at 12 o'clock in the forum, uh, and that's called Hola Barcelona. And there we're going to be really telling everybody what to expect and what to see. And we've got a lot of dignitaries in. Um, we've got the Minister of Business and, and uh, Knowledge from um, uh, Barcelona. We've got a representative from the Mayor's Office. We've got a, uh, um, a representative of FC Barcelona. Um, they're all coming. Um, actually, you can actually win oh. uh, a trip to one of the games. So cool. that's uh, there as well. So okay. you know, a lot of things. Yeah. Okay. And so that's Friday at noon. And is that, Friday where is that again? In the forum. The, the forum, forum is, okay. uh, look at the plans and you'll find it. Uh, I think trying to explain it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was wondering if you're going to try to, yeah. <laughs> and then take a left at the sign that says, yeah. <laughs> But it's very confusing. You have to take a right and a right and another right. You know, just look at the map. It's as much as you can. Actually, if you keep going right on the right, because it's like a circle. You just it up, you're not anywhere. You everywhere anyway. Right, right, exactly. It's it's a you know how's that going? And if you want to take a left in San Francisco, you take three rights. Yeah, it's just kind of. I think it's sort of the same thing. Um, and maybe it's not three. Maybe it's four. Anyways, but uh, it, you will seek and you will find the forum. Um, and it's good to know where that is because there's all sorts of um, programming taking place there too. It's the so. same place where the, the opening keynote is. Yep. Yep, exactly, exactly. All right, sir. Well, once again, thank you for taking the time. I truly appreciate it. I, you know, with this close to the show, I always feel so honored. <laughs> but you know, if we don't if we don't have this chat, then I, you know, I feel as I feel as though something is is missing. So, um, you know, it's it, these these conversations for you. It's uh, what is pushing four o'clock ish in the afternoon. It's eight thirty for me. So these kind of tend to be this the the sunrise and sunset with uh, Katie and Mike for ISE. <laughs> Maybe thank you. It's been uh, it's always a pleasure, and I you know I always enjoy enjoy chatting with you. But uh, love to be able to tell everyone about uh, the exciting show we've got. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do me a favor and run through um, important URLs. Again, I'll let you uh, read off the show URL again since I flubbed it the last time. Um, and show uh, hashtags to use for social media if you got them. Okay. So for um, for the ISE website, is www.iseurope.org. Uh, so is and then europe.org written together. Um you can find me at uh, underscore IAC Mike. And the show hashtags are um, hashtag IS Europe or hashtag ISE. What else have we got? We've got, I think, we every different uh, denomination of it we've got in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think ISE 2020 is out there quite a bit as well, as well as a hashtag. Yeah. So, yeah. So you'll find us in most places there. Good. Good, good. All right. Well, hopefully, uh, listeners out there, you took note of the the URL and the hashtags. Um, definitely follow along on social media. This is um, there is a ton of information being exchanged there. Exhibitors definitely are ramping up their pre-show news. Lots of product introductions, new technologies. Um, you know, just it's it's uh, for us on the PR side. It's always like, oh, we we know things that you don't know because they're not released yet. So we've got about another week of week of that. But um, definitely starting to see the announcements hitting out there. So. Um, um, you know, follow There's a local. lot more coming, and uh, yeah. you know, we're excited the amount of product launches and just seeing the list more and more of them coming. So, you know, really, really good. Yeah, yeah, and the, you know, this year it's going to be bigger. Even next year, as we move on to Barcelona, I'm very excited about that. I've, I've been. There's all sorts of things I want to ask you about Barcelona, but I'm trying to stay focused on Amsterdam this year. We'll talk about Barcelona next, um, but we'll definitely, definitely want to chat with you about that. I know there's a lot of questions about just sort of how how the show is going to be set up and where should we be looking to stay, and of course, food. You know, so we'll we'll get into all of that. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. It's a it's a culinary city, and I'm very excited. Very excited. I've never been personally, so uh, yeah, I know, I know. We were hoping to go over after the show this year, and just you know, while we were over there, go take a quick. But schedule has been such; it's uh, it's just not going to happen. So maybe this summer, who knows? But we'll we'll see, we'll see. Um, So for those of you out in Radio Land as well, some of the restaurants that Mike was talking about, um, and some of our faves on the KMB side uh, are on our KMB Food and fun blog for ISE 2020. We've not yet published. It'll be out uh, the week of the, let's see, the week before the show. So you can look for that around the 4th or 5th of February. And you can find that on kmbcom.com forward slash newsroom. Um, and in there, you'll see the ISE 2020 food and fun blog. Um, 2019 is there. So if you're you want to get some page turning in now feel free but uh, we've got some wonderful new additions there and uh and love to hear your thoughts too so obviously as you as you tour the city and eat fabulous food and have great wine let us know where you've been and uh and let's uh let's help put a little shout out to to, to the local restaurants who are doing great work so yes all right well sir uh 13 days 16 hours 22 minutes and 39 38 37 seconds from now i'll be seeing you over in amsterdam and i can't wait thank you again for taking the time today thank you looking forward to it Alrighty. Take good care and uh, stay healthy. I will see you on the flip side. See you there. Alrighty. Bye-bye.